Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. We're glad you're with us. And the mantra, as always, is that we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Copper, it is 407 here on a Wednesday afternoon. We're winding this thing into the last hour already. Yeah, time flies. Time does fly. Well, I'm sitting right here in the studio studio with my next guest, and uh, I'm going to bring him on just one second. But before I do that, let me tell you about my friends over at Otter Creek. Otter Creek Farm has got it going on, y'all. If you've not seen their website, you need to go check out ottercreekfarmstead.com. They are one of the best-kept secrets in North Alabama. And I keep telling you, when you go on the website, you're going to quickly learn why it was so nice that Donald Trump Jr. came and stayed there recently. Why it's so nice that it was featured in Garden and Gun magazine. I mean, it's a wedding venue. It's a wing-shooting destination for pheasant and quail. They've got a culinary team that cooks, you know, bar none. And they've got beautiful manicured grounds. My friends out there, Frank and Jane Brown, own the place. I was talking to them just the other day. And their call volume is really going up because they're hearing things on Right Side Radio. But you might want to get in with them because it's a destination site for any event you've got in North Alabama or, for that matter, all over the southeast. They've got people coming in from everywhere. Otter Creek Farm. Go to Otter Creek Farmstead and check them out. Hey, so listen, when I opened the first hour, we spent literally the first hour talking about what it means to be, you know, in small business. What happens when government decides who the winners and losers are and and, and how that impacts the brick-and-mortar stores? What happens when, when government either abdicates its authority or oversteps its authority? And truthfully, if you get down to it, the private sector, small business especially, the brick-and-mortar stores, whether they be mom-and-pops or the big chains, they are the ones who drive the economy. They're the ones who keep us in work. They're the ones who provide the services. They're the ones who provide the, the, the retail establishments. They provide the food. All said and done, this economy survives because of small business. And this economy, by the way, is not driven by government. Government only exists on the tax revenues provided by businesses, like the one that I'm about to bring on the show with us. So my friend Daniel Cornett is here. Uh, he has been the manager um, of uh, Long Furniture in the Gadsden area now for 12 years, but worked with them for 18 years. And, uh, and I believe he even started off like stocking shelves and mopping floors. And now he's been running the place for 12 years, uh, got his uh, uh, business administration degree, and, uh, and just hung in there with the business. And, and he's also hung in there during the pandemic. Daniel, welcome to Right Side Radio. Thank you, sir. What an honor to be sitting across the table <laughs> from the great Phil Williams. I love it when they kiss up to the radio host, like I'm not going to ask him a hard <laughs> question later on. Uh, I make no guarantees. I shall ask you things that make you squirm. But anyway. No. What an honor. Congratulations on the show. Hey, thanks, Hearing man. great things and they, they keep gave growing. Me, they gave me a microphone go figure they're crazy well yeah but you gave me one so you may be the crazy one now <laughs> listen man you so so long furniture uh it's a, a local family owned you business. Got one man on it elmer long founded it in september of 1978 awesome uh we have been in the gadsden area kind of moved locations but really found our home right there on highway 77 in rainbow city um i've been at that location over 30 years now and have just kind of sat there and grown and and y'all sell name brand furniture this you got is, it yeah we're a mainly known uh we are a lazy boy comfort studio I, uh i don't know if i can say this or not but we sell a lot of lazy boy uh we've got uh, i guess you just did say it Go I ahead. Did. yeah you know um but pretty big store about forty thousand square feet 
Um, and, yeah. and, and we need more. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're, you're really, you're more like, uh, you're the kind that's sort of regional in nature. People, not just in Rainbow City and Gadsden shop right. there. It's literally, they come from all over Northeast Alabama to yeah, shop you there. You got it. We come and pulling from the Birmingham area up from the Huntsville area and down. And so we're, we're excited to be there and, and growing and growing. Well, my brother, so, um, then there's this thing called it's pandemic. Oh, the China flu came to town <laughs> and, uh, and, and it, and it caused a disruption. And, and am I correct that, uh, at some point, uh, you were one of the businesses that was, uh, deemed non-essential and had to shut your doors. We were, we officially, we actually started to fill it about February 23rd and, you know, people started to scare the stay at home order. Everybody was scared to get out officially got the March one shut down and we, uh, uh, about 31 days total where we were, there was nobody at the store. Uh, we kind of came on behind the scenes and worked a little bit because thankfully, uh, we do online business. Thank you. Thank goodness. Or that really helped us through that. So, um, yeah, 31 days of nobody there. Yeah. And that, when there's nobody there, that means there's no revenue coming in. It's hard to keep the stock uh, fresh. It's hard to, uh, correct. uh to fulfill the orders. It's hard to, uh, pay your people. Exactly. All right. So, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, up front that you're one of those businesses. Cause I, I talked with you beforehand. You're one of those businesses, in my opinion, uh, took the extra leap of faith to take care of your people. We did. We went into it and we just made the decision. You hear of this PPP loan coming out and we just kind of made the decision. We're going to pay our employees, whether we get that or whether we don't get that and just go on faith that, you know, we had 19 employees and that's not just 19 people. That's 19 families that depend yeah. on that paycheck. Yeah. And we paid them as if we were there 40 hours a week. Well, and, and, and yet they weren't there 40 hours a week. So no production, but yet you continue to pay them. And, Correct. and I told the story earlier about, uh, um, uh, Milo's hamburgers, the chain, the, the, the guy who owns and, and, and runs the entire, you know, corporation, a guy named Tom Deakle, uh, he did much the same uh, across the board and they couldn't even serve a burger, but, uh, but they were doing all they could. And then they were just drive through only, but he was still keeping his people paid. And, and, and so first of all, I admire that. And I thank you for your commitment to your people. Thank you. Um, now, that being said, I, I assume that hurt the bottom line, too. We are paying people out of our bank account with nothing coming into the bank account. So yeah. we are taking a <laughs> massive leap of faith on that. Which it does not take a degree in economics to figure out does not last long. That is correct. All right. Um, well, you made it through the pandemic. We did. And at some point, uh, uh, the stay-at-home order became a safer-at-home order. Um, and, and so how did you accommodate? We have, or, and we are still constantly reinventing the wheel almost on a weekly basis. And I've mentioned the online business. Everything seems to be going online. And thankfully, we have an established e-commerce uh, on our website. So we had a lot of people that still, because everybody was at home. This was the first time in I mean, I can't even tell you. And even in the furniture industry, they can't tell you when furniture was at its highest demand because everybody's at home. So you've got wives, hey, I'm sick of looking at this sofa. And you got <laughs> Bubba who broke the sofa. And so it really became a, hey, we need new furniture when this thing breaks. And when it broke, it it broke. Well, we we've, we have we have purchased a few items from your, uh, your, yes, your you inventory have. over time. <laughs> um, and uh, well, let me ask you this, though. Um, on a more serious note, I, I just wonder – how, how was it for you as a as, as the the manager of a thriving business with you know you got a pretty large group of employees a lot of retail space how did it make you feel as a business owner to have the government declare you quote non-essential 
I said to the, our employees and a lot of people, I refused to participate in the shutdown. And unfortunately, it finally got to me that I had to. Uh, we fought it and we fought it and eventually we had to succumb to it and it was what it was, but it really, you know, how can you've used many examples today, but how can you tell a person who has poured their life, their life savings, everything they've got into a company just to walk in the door and say, shut her down. You can't come to work anymore. Yeah. It's just, but go to another store and say, okay. Y'all are good. Y'all keep on performing like nothing's ever happening. Well, and we saw that. You know, I, I gave the example earlier, and I've said it more than once on this show, that I've got a friend that owns a small chain of jewelry stores. And he called me one day, and he said, why is it okay that I'm shut down? And right down the street from me is a big box, Walmart in that case, and they have a jewelry counter, and they're open for business. He said, why is that okay? And I said, it's not okay. Right. And, you know, I, I even took it to a couple of people at Capitol Hill and was saying, hey, uh, we sell like lift chairs. That's a medical need. And how can a medical store remain open, yet we provide the same lift chair, but I have to shut down? And, you know, of course, I never did get an answer. And we'll get back to you. And, you know, by the time they, they got back to me, it was everything was back open again. So it was. Well, we got a couple minutes left in this, this round of the discussion. All right. And then we're going to have a short break. But I want to I want to I want to carry this conversation through the whole half hour. And I hope you can stay with me that yeah, whole time. Absolutely. So so one of the questions I have now is, is how are we doing now? All right. So basically, your employee group stayed intact. We did. Uh, which is huge. Yes. Which also, by the way, does indicate family to me. Yes. Um, We've uh, got a great group of people that work with us. Uh, good family environment. Yeah, that, so. that's that's good, and I I don't think every business can say that. No. You know, there's there's a whole bunch out there right now that if you you like me have probably picked up a burger at the fast food line and seen the sign on the window that says <laughs> "Please be patient, we're understaffed." Yes, or or now hiring. I mean, yes, or or we'll pay you fifty bucks just to fill out an application. Crazy. Um, and and one of the things that that, that we saw uh, over and over again was the enhanced opportunity for unemployment compensation. Uh, I was almost incentivizing people to sit at home. Yes. Now, maybe not in your store because you sound like you have a loyal group of people yes. that you are also taking care of, but I'm sure that your store has to interact for services or supplies from other places. That's correct. Did you hear things in the business community about other people that said, I can't get them back to work. They're being paid to stay home. Horror stories. Uh, you know, as a business, you then had the uh, environment of people would get hired to get fired just to collect that extra compensation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they come into work, get hired, and then do whatever they can to get fired. And hey, they're on unemployment for however long. They got that extra three hundred dollar incentive, and it went against the business. And that's what. So it was those, and then having to pay more people to come in, pay them more, and you're I, not really getting anything out of them. You just it's a warm body. I had one anecdotal story of a of a guy that owns a uh, HVAC service, you know, that installs air conditioning systems and repairs and all that kind of stuff. And he had like 19 employees like you and uh, and apparently they rallied up one day when they realized people were getting paid unemployment plus 300 extra dollars a week from the government to stay home. They actually went to and they sent one of them as a rep and he said, "Hey, we're all going to go on strike unless you fire us tomorrow." And he <laughs> said and he said, "Why is either one a good solution for me?" And they said, well, we want to draw that unemployment compensation. He goes, how about no? Yeah. How about we stay at work? Because that's how we all pay our bills. Exactly. And they didn't seem to get it. They just saw a dollar sign out there, which too many people saw. And while some did need it, and I get it, 
we also had quite a few that could have come back to work any time, and they chose not to. Exactly, and the ramifications of that and the shutdown have are the ripple effect is just stunning in the furniture world. Uh, if you've shopped for furniture right now, you are currently, if you walk in my store and I do not have it on the floor, you're a minimum of a 25-week wait. 25 weeks. Some companies are up to a year. It, Simply because they, they couldn't get, you've got a trifecta going where we've got shortage in the workforce, we've got a shortage in product material, which relates to people aren't making the product to build the product, and, and it all stems from shortages everywhere, shortage in truck drivers. It's across the board. It's 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 crazy. Well, listen, I need a little time in this next segment. So, Copper, go ahead and cue up that break. We're gonna we're gonna head into a break here, Daniel. Uh, Daniel Cornut with Long Furniture is here talking about what it's like to be a small business manager and and running some uh, some businesses. You know, in the middle of a pandemic and then post pandemic. I think you're going to be really interested to hear his his insights on what's happening right now with our supply chain. And by that I mean, okay, so his store is open. Can he keep his store stocked? You just heard a little nugget of that a moment ago, but we're going to get into more details. Like, what is it like right now just to even go buy something at a store, and if they don't have it and they say, well, we can order that for you, what might that mean? Listen, it's uh, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. You're listening to Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams, solid conservative and just plain right. We'll be right back after this. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. News Talk, giant of North Alabama. I like to say that because we are. And uh, on top of that, this is the best show going on in the afternoons in North Alabama right now. Right Side Radio, and I'm your host, Phil Williams. I like to say we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. I'm going to continue a conversation here with my friend Daniel Cornett from Long Furniture. Right before I do that, though, let me just remind you. If you are a business who has survived the pandemic, if you retained your employees, if you hired new employees, if you put your business into a geographic location that might be deemed disadvantaged in some way by the government, you may be surprised to learn that there are tax breaks and tax credits and even grants available just to like the government's giving away money to your business, all right? And my friends at etaxbreaks.com can help you figure that out etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side. They will square you away and they only get paid if they find you money. So just go to the website and see what they got. etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side. Hey, listen, uh, here with my friend Daniel Cornut. He's been uh, managing a business in this state, Long Furniture, for 12 years. Been with them for 18 years. Uh, he's got his degree in business management. He knows a little something about it. And uh, Daniel, so we were talking right before the break about what it's been like to... Um, uh, maintain your employee base to uh, try to keep your inventory up to run a business and survive a pandemic. But brother, right now the supply chain is whacked. Am mm, I right? It is messed up beyond belief. So, so give me an example. You started to say some things right before the break about like, if you were ordering a piece of furniture, it might take you a good while. That's correct. So uh, when all of this shut down, what a lot of people didn't realize is, you know, product stopped basically manufacturers are just empty so production stopped however orders still because e-commerce people are still placing orders online 
Uh, some companies that were able to order still kept on ordering. So even though no one was there in the manufacturing plants, the orders still kept on coming in. So that created a massive backlog. Uh, then you have everything comes in, unfortunately, from overseas. So they had shut down before us. Then America shuts down. So then you've kind of got a two-part delay. They shut first. We shut down second. So now we're trying to get product back in. Now that we're open, everything seems to be going. And then now we've got a shipping war. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of reminds me of the container wars uh, on TV and stuff. It'll go by them. But it... To ship a container over to us with product in it so we can build it here in the United States. If you were to say this about three years ago, to ship a container to us, once it leaves and is on the water, you're about a 30 to 45-day transition, and okay. it'll go from port to port. Yeah. Um, now, it is about a 60-day or more wait. But it doesn't stop there. So it, once the boat comes over here, if you, you can go online right now and pull up a picture of the port in California, and there's just boats sitting everywhere because there's nobody to unload them. So uh, we're waiting on product that is uh, literally sitting. Could you imagine sitting on – you are the, the operator of that vessel, and you can see the land. But you're stuck on that boat. God bless California. Could you so imagine? Gavin Newsom has still got the nation shut down <laughs> right now. But but not everybody comes through California. How's, how's the port of Savannah? So you you Savannah, draw from the East Coast, I think, don't I you? Still, I, most of my stuff comes in through Savannah. A lot of the supply chain's on the east side, yeah. thankfully. Uh, but you're still at a massive delay. So now, not even counting the delay, now let's talk about the money involved. Three years ago, it takes a container... $3,500 to ship to us. You know, some will go up to 4000 Now to ship it, it is running twenty dollars to $35,000 to ship that container. It's almost like loading a plane, too. Um, first class, second class, third class. First class, you've got to pay premium price to get up on the front. So what does that do? If you're not forking that bill, now your product got just shifted to another boat, which causes more delay. And it just keeps on and keeps on, and the trickle it just keeps on going down. Well, listen, um, and then there's gas surcharges on top of that, right. and then there's this. So, so folks, what you're hearing there, by the way, is that small business is the backbone of our economy. But what we're also facing right now is that small business has been facing every single hurdle that government can throw at them, and still prevailing, by the way. But they're hanging in there by the skin of their teeth, and the consumer is doing all they can too to try to help support businesses. But you got to keep doing it. Hang in there with them, all right? This economy is going to come back because of the resilience of who we are as a people. Right Side Radio, we'll be right back after this.